1: Coming up today on The Story. I put that picture out as an act of solidarity with another pastor based in the U.S. who was responding to a particular person who had suggested that if you have different colored children in your family, you're not fit for pastoral ministry. And so that's when it sort of blew up. And a few people retweeted the picture of my family with ill intent. And then I read through maybe the first half a dozen comments. And I could just see the pile on beginning The Story
0: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax Welcome to The Story Well, our guest today is once again Pastor David Shaw from Perth Last time we heard how he posted a photo Of his mixed race family online And were surprised when a handful Of complete strangers from overseas Responded with racist comments Today, we'll hear more about how David responded to those comments and more of his and his family's story. Last time, we ended as David was living in Seoul, South Korea, and attending a large multicultural church there. Now, we'll hear what happens next in his life, including how he meets his future wife, Becky. Once again, David is chatting with Eric Scadabo. Uh,
1: towards the end of that second year in Korea, first year in Seoul, um, you might say I reached a crossroads. Mm-hmm and um i began looking into ministry training and i was looking at australian colleges and looking at staying in seoul but studying through an australian college and uh, the pastor the youth pastor at the church mentioned that there was a school right there in seoul and i could study in person and you know go get yourself a student visa go study there in person it's a it's a great program it's a new program um you'd be a really good fit so i applied and they took me in uh, that school was called, is called Torch Trinity, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a bit of a sister school to Ted's in the US Trinity Evangelical Divinity School.
2: Oh, that's from um, my neck of the woods in uh, Northern Illinois. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. Yep, and um, so I began my MDiv there, mm-hmm. and that was where I met my future wife. She was we were in the uh, same dormitory. There was a girls' wing and a guys' wing, but we met the day before our first classes together in the dormitory. And what attracted you to Becky? Um, initially, nothing. <laughs> and, and 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 she would say the same thing about me. Um, I was the weird guy. I was the guy with the weird Australian accent that she couldn't quite understand. Um, <laughs> but love overcame. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, we were basically you know, a master of divinity is a very sort of it's a, it's a narrow road in mm-hmm. terms of. Uh, the units that you take and that sort of thing. So we were basically in the same classes from day one. Okay. Almost across the board. Mm -hmm. And we just got to know each other through the course of time, you know, being in the library, being in the cafe area, the cafeteria, in the dormitory. And were you kind of looking for a partner or? Uh, No. Uh, The previous year I'd wrapped up a relatively intense relationship that had ended badly. Um, Mm. So I wasn't really on the lookout. I was still recovering, to Mm. be honest. Um, And that's yeah, so probably I reckon probably after somewhere between nine months to a year, we maybe began to take an interest in each other, but it probably took another eight months after that to get our act together and figure it out. Mm. She figured it out before I did, in in fairness. how do you know that? What happened? Um, I think after that first year i'd I disappeared from the college to do some work at a um at a skiing camp, like an English camp on the ski slopes. And uh, she missed me. Wonder yeah. of wonders. Did she tell you that? She did. Yeah, later. And then um, I think a friend was in her ear a little bit as well. hey, that Dave' he's pretty nice you should be interested in that guy. And um, I think her friend was kind of working it up, but maybe her friend saw something that she didn't pick up on initially. Um, yeah, so after that, sort of into our second year, we got to know each other better, started spending maybe a bit more time together. and
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to interrupt to say, getting back to the beginning of our conversation, the I mean, whole her being from a different nationality, different mm-hmm. race and all that, did that even yeah. enter your mind? Is that even a part of the equation for you?
1: No. No. Um, there's maybe some Or or I mean, for her? You have to uh she's she'd always had a pretty international outlook. She would mm-hmm. say that herself. Um her dad passed away a number of years ago now, but um and he was a pastor. And um they always perceived that she had a really international outlook for someone who had been raised in A place that Korea is quite monocultural, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, but she'd always had quite an international outlook and her university major was English linguistics. Um, So she had a talent for languages. Um, She has extended family overseas in the US and in Canada. And so she traveled a bit as well. And she thought about studying in Chicago, maybe going to somewhere like Ted's or North Park. Okay. Uh, but it all, and none of that came together. But she'd always had an international outlook, and her church, where her father passed, had always had a pretty international outlook. And so, so they were um, open to the
2: possibility.
1: Yeah, they never gave me any grief. They okay. were, they were wonderful. And your family was okay with it. They were great. Okay, absolutely brilliant. So No resistance um, from the families. No, I mean, one of the pecu- I say peculiar. I mean, to me, it's normal, I suppose. But uh, our family has quite an international outlook so back in the uk uh, i have an auntie who married a guy from the caribbean and Mm -hmm. so uh, they're no longer together unfortunately but the you know i have black cousins okay so you you are used to having multicultural i'm used to having multicultural stuff um my brother has a german wife my sister has an italian australian husband and so We've got all this diversity. Just think of all the wonderful foods that you've eaten over the years. <laughs> Mate, life is good. I'm not going to complain. Um, the miracle is how I stay thin. Um, oh yeah, oh that is a I miracle. Just, uh, I run. I, I run to eat. Oh, there um, you go. There you go. Yeah. But uh, so no, we, my family have always had this international outlook, mm-hmm. yep. and so did Becky's family, mm-hmm. and so there was never any. Why are you chasing that white boy? Isn't there a Korean? boy that's better in your life yeah you know that that was never on the table Mm -hmm. um i've had friends who have experienced that Mm -hmm. unfortunately um and from my side of the family they were they were always brilliant no issues whatsoever so eventually you became a couple we became a couple um august 2007 Mm -hmm. we began dating as it were and we were engaged the following year and we were married at the end of two towards the end of 2008 okay so just before her final exams
2: okay were you married in korea or in perth
1: no we were married in korea uh we we had an outdoor wedding just before winter approached which was foolish it was very cold it <laughs> snowed two days before the wedding oh wow so um yeah no my my mom and dad came over from australia they flew to korea mm-hmm. and hung out with us for a couple of weeks and we sort of had a our wedding party uh sort of our bridal party if you like um We had, obviously, myself and Becky, Australian and Korean. I had a groomsman from Canada, a groomsman from the UK, and a Korean-American mate.
2: An international wedding.
1: An international wedding. On Becky's side, she had um, a couple of Korean, like a a longtime Korean friend, a gal who's a Korean-American, and uh, a bridesmaid from Romania. Oh, okay. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. and her the Romanian friend actually married a Filipino guy not long afterwards, and we were at their wedding. Oh, so okay. It was a very and it was a very international yeah. bridal party and lots of international guests, and it was glorious.
2: And how long did you live in Korea after that?
1: Uh, so as a married couple,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we were in Seoul for another four years. Yeah, so my total time in Korea was eight and a half years, and four of those would have been with with Becky as my wife. And then you
2: moved back to Australia?
1: No. <laughs> oh. I moved, we, we moved to the UK. Um, so oh, we're, we're we, going full circle all the way back to your birthplace. We're going all the way back to the birthplace. So I had the opportunity to pursue a PhD in New Testament studies. Okay. Um, so we went to the southwest of the UK to a city called Exeter in Devon, and we were there for two and a half years. And then we came back to Perth.
2: And into full-time ministry?
1: Uh, initially teaching at a Bible college hmm. as a lecturer. Uh, New Testament and missions um, and then for the last 18 months or so I've been at Providence Church so that that's the full circle
0: you're listening to The Story Today, Eric Scatterbo is once again chatting with David Shaw, who's sharing his life journey and how he met his wife, Becky, in South Korea. Next, we'll hear more about how David responded to racist comments he received from complete strangers after he posted a photo of his mixed-race family online. All that and more is coming up when we return. The Story... Our guest today is once again Pastor David Shaw from Perth, who's sharing his life journey and about how he responded to racist comments he received after he posted a photo of his mixed race family online. Before the break, we heard how David met his wife Becky in South Korea and how they eventually relocated to Australia. Next, we'll learn about their children and more about how to respond to racism. David Shaw
2: is chatting with Eric Scatabow. Also, the Lord has blessed you with three children. We want to have you talk about each of them individually because they all have their unique gifts and talents and
1: all of them love the Lord. Is that right? Um, as, as much as children can. Um, yeah. We haven't baptized them yet, but um, they are, you know, they're, they're at church with us every Sunday and they, they enjoy it. And we talk about the faith and pray with them on a regular basis.
2: Yeah, well, actually, let yeah. me back up. Now originally when we started this conversation we talked about how there were some online racist comments that people made because yeah. they saw a photo of your family and how you're interracial interethnic I guess you could say and you know they made these rude comments about how you're diluting your bloodline and all that kind of stuff and you replied yeah. by saying hey my family is made in the image of God and and we serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then you went on to post a photo of each of your family members and giving a little bit of a background of each of them. So let's uh, back up and talk about the photo of you and your wife. You're holding her and she's laughing. uh, And uh, you say she's the, the matriarch. She loves Jesus. She's Korean, a pastor's daughter, incredibly intelligent, bilingual, majored in English linguistics, masters in theology, She's a foodie, a master baker. Wow, you are blessed, and you are skinny. I don't understand this. Also, you said she's a loving mother, piano player, pastoral heart, light of your world, legend. Yeah. Wow. Well, you, you are blessed. So you've been together for how long
1: now? Uh, we're coming up to, this will be 15 years this year. Okay. And now
2: we'll move to your, your oldest son. Yep. Tell us a little bit about him.
1: Uh, Owen, uh, 12 years old, just started high school and um, he is quite the musician, and uh, yeah, he plays double bass. Um, That's his sort of primary instrument. He plays piano as well, but he hates that. Um, (laughs) We're trying to help him to love that uh, again, and um, he does taekwondo. And you wrote here that he was the winner of his school's citizenship award. He was, yeah. Um, We didn't even know that was coming, Uh, so he graduated primary school last year, and he and along with another gal were co winners of the citizenship award. So, yeah, we're very proud of him. Yeah. Next, we're moving on to your daughter. Yep, Gianna. Um, she's a gymnast. Uh, yeah, does competitive gymnastics um, and really loves it. Um, we don't force that on her. The only, I, the, I only ask her one question after gymnastics every time she goes in. That's, did you have fun? And okay. as long as she says yes, we're happy to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very intelligent might have a bit of musicianship about her as well. She's beginning to learn clarinet and she's a gal who loves the Lord. And
2: yeah. Loves to read. She's currently reading the old Testament.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's a reader, voracious. Um, At 10 years old. So you know how you've got the, uh, the storybook, Bob's the Jesus storybook, Bible, the big picture storybook Bible. And we've had about four or five different ones of those. She's read them all. Oh, wow. And, so she wants the real deal now so we're working through a full-on sort of early teen study bible with her and she was last i checked in she was motoring through genesis oh good on her and she's kind of like how how do you yell at a kid for reading under their under their bed sheets at 10 o'clock at night it's like shame on you for reading that bible It's it's adorable, you know. It's like, yeah, I can't be mad at my kid for reading and yeah. late into the night. It's it's beautiful. Like she wakes up bleary eyed in the morning, but. And then finally, your youngest son. Uh, yeah, Hugh. He's the firebrand, um, very adventurous. He's one of those kids whose um, ambition over ability. Sometimes he, he gets <laughs> he's 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 had the most trips to hospital. Oh. Um, but by you know by virtue of trying to keep up with big brother and sister and. Oh, you know, okay. Like, adventurous and affable, and um, he loves his basketball and his taekwondo, and um, he's the one who's been most vocal about wanting to get baptized, and so oh, is that's that right? What we're working on. Oh, yeah. okay. He's a fun kid. We love him to bits.
2: Three beautiful children, and uh, yeah. taking this conversation full circle, the only reason that I know of you was because I just happened to see your posting online, on social media, mm. because unfortunately- yeah. Some people were offended by uh, your family photo and of having yeah. an inter-ethnic family. And uh, yeah. so I just thought maybe we could wrap up our conversation with, uh, d- have you ever had any other experiences like that? Was that the, the first time somebody kind of commented on the fact that you're
1: a mixed race family? Um, I'd have to dig right back. It, it's certainly the most recent um, and most intense. Um, I think there was maybe an episode four five, maybe six years ago when, when you Twitter say, as well,
2: when you say it was intense, how was it
1: intense? Um, it was just, um, it was just a lot in a very short period of time. It was just a very concentrated pile on, wow. um,
2: by these online trolls, I guess. Is that, is that the word trolls? They yeah, like to yeah, stir up that, trouble?
1: That be, I think so. Um, and so, I, I put that picture out, um, the initial picture, I put that out uh, as an act of solidarity with another pastor based in the U.S. who um, was responding to a particular person who had suggested that if you have different colored children in your family, you're not fit for pastoral ministry. Really? Really. Oh, my goodness. And so uh, I posted that picture on his timeline sort of as a, sort of a fist bump.
2: Oh, you were supporting him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And then I contacted you in solidarity with you as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so th- th- that's when it sort of blew up. And yeah. a few people retweeted the picture of my family with yeah. ill intent. And then I read through maybe the first half a dozen comments and I could just see the pile on beginning and, um, from uh racist. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so I, so checked they're out, out there. At that point. Yeah. So I checked out, I didn't read any more. Um, but I took a screenshot of the one of the more offensive tweets, and I basically just said, Look, this is not healthy conduct in any context. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've reported this particular person, and you should too. Yeah. And then in response to that, like you say, I posted, I, I wanted to humanize my family. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. want the trolls, if you like, to have the final say. Yeah. And, um, so that's, It was a very sort of it was quite an intense emotional and spiritual week in that regard yeah how did you react how did you feel about all this uh it was sad in a way um it does make you wonder what people are ingesting into their souls
2: yeah for them to even say this kind of hateful stuff
1: and i mean like i say you asked if i'd experienced this before but um in years gone by, I remember having someone on Twitter jump on me and basically saying I was no longer of use to the white cause. Oh boy! Um,
2: oh my! I, I didn't
1: know that. I, did, I didn't know there was a white cause. Um, <laughs> but glad not. But to that's be a part how of they it.
2: view things. That's they're looking at life through the prism mm. of races and ethnicities. Mm. And yeah. if you view life through that prism, then what you're doing and what I have done, having interracial children. That's a no-no. That's a terrible thing. That's viewed as uh, yeah. diluting the races.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The dilution thing is an interesting word. I I prefer to see it as an enrichment. Amen, brother. Yes. I, I think, Exactly. Like, I've lost nothing of who I was yeah. in marrying my wife, but I've gained so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um,
1: and my kids get the benefit of both worlds
2: mm-hmm.
1: to anyone who would suggest that it's a diminishment or a dilution i would say no it's it's an enrichment and how about your wife becky how did she respond when she heard those hateful
2: racist comments
1: yeah she was saddened and disappointed like i was but i don't think there was any sense of threat um there, there's a distance between perth and the us where those comments mm. were coming from that mm. helped keep it at arm's length mm. but yeah, uh, we talked about it a little bit and we determined that we wouldn't share this with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like it was the nature of the comments was probably a little over the top and we wouldn't want to share those with our kids just mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. That might be some time down the line. Yeah. Um, and we've had these conversations with our kids because they've seen friends have experiences and they've asked about that. And so we've talked about it, but more at their level. And we just don't think this is a healthy one to talk about just yet. I think that's one for down the line, but it also, it it provided the opportunity to promote the good and and, and the healthy and people can make up their own minds. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd like to think that in my interactions, I was level headed. Um, I could have, I could have really lost the plot. Um,
2: Yeah. There would be that temptation to possibly want to tell them off because of you know saying mean things about your family, but you responded yeah. in a loving way, Christ-like.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I suppose the it was the goal was not to so much interact with the trolls, as it were, those trolling us, but to actually promote the good. And you know, one of my core convictions that I, I, I tried to live out as best I can, um, you know, part of my PhD study was on first Peter. Mm-hmm. And there's a really beautiful text in there which talks about be a blessing even to those who would cause your suffering. Like, bless mm-hmm. for to this you are called that you may obtain a blessing. Mm-hmm. And that, um, that encouragement is given in a context where the church is suffering at the hands of their neighbors, colleagues, the imperial authorities. And it's... A way of following in the footsteps of jesus that when reviled Mm -hmm. he did not revile in turn and i wanted to try and model something of that in a positive way like yeah Mm -hmm. i reported a guy and asked twitter to take action against that kind of conduct because i don't think it's acceptable and if he's done it to me he's probably done it to others and would do it to more people and Mm -hmm. I think that, 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 you know, the loving thing in that regard to do is to actually protect the vulnerable and, the, the, you know, you protect the vulnerable and the victims. Mm, uh, yeah. And that's why you report that kind of conduct. But on the other hand, in rather than jumping in and engaging in a back and forth, I wanted to show the beauty, the goodness, the humanity mm, of yeah. Yeah. of our family, because they are made in the image of God. And we are blessed to be a blessing, even in the face of insults and reviling which is what we experienced last week but i I don't bear ill will towards anyone who Mm -hmm. said what they said i long for their hearts to be changed yeah yeah
2: yeah i think uh the sign of true maturity in our walk with the lord is when we're offended when somebody says something hurtful to us we know hey maybe that hurt is coming from a hurtful place in their lives. Like you originally said, maybe something happened in their story. And so being hurtful back to them is not going to help anything, but hopefully responding in love can get them to think a bit and hopefully change. And well, as you and I would love would be for them to become Christians and love everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the, uh, that's the ideal, isn't it? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And to, to take people on their own terms and to not see them as, an enemy.
2: And as I mentioned earlier, yeah. man looks at the outside. God looks at the heart. God looks at yeah. both you and Becky's hearts and your children's hearts and their walk with him and their spiritual depth. And that's, what's important to God. And that's what should be important to all of us.
1: Yeah. And then to be a person characterized by blessing that people know you as the kind of person who's generous, kind hearted, Mm-hmm. The fruits of the Spirit, yeah. Looking out for the best interests. Yeah, exactly. The fruit of the Spirit, exactly. Mm. David Shaw,
2: thank you so much for sharing your story and about what you've gone through. And again, uh, so sorry that you've gone through those hurtful comments, but uh, thankful that you responded in a Christ-like way. And we pray that your light will shine. You and Becky and your whole family, your lights will shine and be a positive influence and a blessing to all that you come in contact with. So thank you so much for sharing today.
1: You know, thanks for having me, Eric. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thank you.
0: Well, that was part two of Eric Scatterbow's conversation with Pastor David Shaw. And it was great to hear how David decided to respond in love to the hurtful, racist comments he received after posting a photo of his mixed-race family online. As we heard, the Bible verse that guided David was 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, which says, Do not repay evil with evil. Or insult with insult. Instead, repay evil with blessing. For we are to be kind to others, and God will bless us for it. To find out more about David's church in Perth, where he is an associate pastor, their website is providencechurch.org.au. Once again, that's providencechurch.org.au. Well, thanks for joining us for part two of David Shaw's story and his insights into how to respond to racism. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story, just another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.